Aloha. <laughs> and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary now on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay. I'm so happy for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that you're gonna uh, you're gonna meet your goal. You're gonna you're gonna attain your goal. And you know, I know you have only have one goal, and you're gonna attain that goal. And um, you know, basically, reality is already here. There's no thing other than reality. So it's just a matter of seeing, have it, having it revealed that it's here and there's nothing else here <laughs> and that just has to do with you know for instance hatred like if you hate any part of the world any part it could be a floor it could be your hair it could be someone's personality if you hate anything in the world, you're using that to hold the world in place. Not saying that it's right or wrong to hate. I know it, 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 hatred can be justified. Hatred can be justified, but only by delusional thoughts. Can only be justified by delusional thoughts. So when you engage in hate or you give credence to a feeling of hate and the way you do that is to follow thoughts that are justifying it that are propping it up like even like say say you shop online right and you bought a tv online and the tv turns out to be a complete piece of shit right watch because everything has a purpose it's not a mistake there's no mistake. No mistakes have been made. Watch your feelings toward the TV that's in your house. <laughs> Which you're also relating with. You know, there's nothing there. You're relating with thought. These are all thought forms. Right? And they're in your environment. They're in your thought environment. You could say, uh, what's one way to say it? Your hologram, let's say. Okay? And, and they're all, so they're all like, kind of like close to you, relationally. They're relationally close to you. And there's certain things in your home that you probably hate. <laughs> in and around your home. Even, you know, even, even uh, I hate that about them. I hate that my son doesn't go get any sun, for instance. Doesn't mm -hmm. go outside and get any sun. I hate it. You know, that kind of, you know, you feel it. You feel the feeling. So all you need in that situation is to go through the feeling. You don't need to judge or condemn yourself for feeling hatred. But you do need to be aware that you're feeling hatred in order to allow it to be resolved. It's not going to be resolved without your awareness, basically. It cannot be resolved in unawareness. So you can't just like hope it goes away. And the way people hope it goes away is they start to do stuff like sun, 
you got to get outside. You got to go outside and play. Like, I don't feel good about myself right now. So you got to go outside and play, <laughs> you know, but it, it's all to hide that. It's all to hide that, that feeling. It's as if, you know, I saw a little kid climbing, uh, uh, climbing up on this video game. She was probably two years old. She had a diaper on. She's so cute. Oh my God. Uh, she's climbing up on it. And I was like, hey, hey, don't climb on it because you can fall off and all this other stuff. We make that stuff up. We make that stuff up that something is dangerous. And, you know, I'm speaking from experience because I have a kid who's 13 who, when he was a little kid, I let him play on the roof. He was playing on the roof. He liked to play on the roof. He liked to do stuff that I would perceive as dangerous. But I wasn't into teaching him that things are dangerous. I learned that. I learned it. You know, uh, I've heard about an experiment where they had babies around knives, sharp knives, playing around knives. No one got cut. No one got cut. It's always comes from the thinking. It doesn't come from the thing. If your kid gets hurt, you made them that way. It's not because something was dangerous. We train them that things are dangerous in the world and they believe it. And then because they believe it, they perceive it. Because we believe it, we perceive it. Because we believe that things can cause something. There are no causes in the world. There's no causes. The world is already an effect of the mind. There's no difference between the, the, the apparent, apparently different things in the world. There's really no difference in them because they're all the exact same projection of the mind. And whatever's in there, whatever's in that hologram is exactly what you need. And you know it's all God. So you can show it all some gratitude. You can have some gratitude for the hatred. Oh, I hate that. Uh, you know, when, when this became really clear to me through experience, it was actually when I was cleaning my son's shitty ass. He was like four years old or something. He didn't know how to wipe his own butt yet. And he would, he would poop outside and then he's, Mom, I've got, I need my butt, that's what he said, I need my butt cleaned. And, you know, mom, I need my butt clean. I'm like, okay, so I'm walking out there. And, you know, I'm lost in thought. I'm focused on something else. And I'm cleaning his butt. And I go, oh, this is disgusting. And he turns around and he goes, you're disgusting. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Must be so. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's like anything where you get that kind of reaction, that's meant to be. It's meant to be. It's there for you. So you just get the reaction of, oh, this is disgusting. You know, like um, in yoga, I've got this, this guy moved in next door. The neighbors were pretty cool, like chill, you know, and then this guy moves in. I don't know if he's related to the woman who, were, who lives there or what, but he's like pumped up. Like he's like totally like you could hear him lifting weights in his backyard. He was like, oh, <laughs> and he'll be playing some music and he'll be like all wild like that. And then I'm in yoga, right? And I'm in Shavasana. 
I'm at the end of the yoga session and I'm just like paying attention to all the subtle vibrations and I'm in a deep state of bliss. And then all of a sudden he starts talking on the phone, probably to a woman. I'm not sure, but just it was such an angry conversation. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I could feel myself, you know, resisting that. I could feel. So my attention still turns to the subtle sensations in the body and also the thoughts are getting a lot louder now like as soon as I have the perception that he's over there getting into an argument on the phone the thoughts are piping up so it gets more of a of a challenge to keep the focus so there might be getting pulled away and it's entertaining to get pulled away because it's always a funny thing if you look at the thought you see that how funny it is like the thoughts are they're just like react to that. They just come up in reaction to that. And you know, you could either pursue it or you could put your attention back in the Shavasana. So the thing is, you could always be in Shavasana. You don't have to be in the pose. <laughs> you know, another way to say it, you could, you could always be practicing yoga, you know, it's basically watch the reactions, watch the immediate thought reactions without following them. And if you do follow them, well, you're going to find yourself following them eventually, right? And then kindly, like a loving grandmother, allow this attention to come back to you. You could even thank the thought, thank you, and allow your attention to come back to you. <laughs> Because once your awareness is on it, it's not the same. Like you, once you see what you're doing, the choice becomes so apparent, right? So even if you do choose to keep going, how long you're going to keep going before you're, you're noticing deeper again and noticing more uh, how you have a choice there and you're making a choice to basically beat yourself up. Travel in your... Uh, in your thoughts, away from God, basically. It's not holding uh, God's love as the most important thing to you, as the highest thing to you. It's as, it's as if you could get that by following some thoughts off somewhere about what you had a perception of. Because any thought about what you had a perception of is just meaningless. Okay? It just doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't even mean anything. So, you know... There's, there are certain thoughts that you enjoy pursuing, let's say. You feel guided to pursue, let's say. Um, there's certain times for thinking. You're, you're working, you're, you know, you're um, looking at something. Um, and then always checking back in. What I notice is during those times for thinking, like especially when I'm writing legal documents and stuff, it's just a matter of checking in over and over again, like making it a point to check in because... When there's this involvement in something, it's like it starts to seem serious. And as soon as it starts to seem, seem serious, I, I like to relax and let, it, let myself become aware that it's not serious. Because then it's a lot more fun when it's not serious. Then it's just fun. I, you know, one thing, one thing that I enjoy is... Um, putting out the law and the facts, tying the law to the facts. I think that is so much fun. Uh, as long as it's not serious. 
as long as it's like, okay, it's kind of like a math problem, you know? As long as it's not serious, as long as it's not vindictive. Oh, I'm going to get those guys like that, you know? It's like, as long as it's whatever I'm doing, I'm doing for all of us. Not against, not against a person, not a fight, not a battle. And that's how it can be in everything. Um, if you're, you seem to be at odds with a person, you know, just like, not a fight, not a battle. We have the same interests. We all have the same interests. And, you know, the people will show you, too, that you do have the same interests. They'll, they'll reflect it back to you. That's how it goes. The people reflect it back to you, that you do have the same interests. It's true. If you're, if you're going as if you have second, separate interests and arguing, then you're going to get separate interests and argument back. See? So, how does that look, say, when two people are together? Like, you two are married, yeah? So, it, like, two people are together, or there's a friendship or another kind of partnership, and both people seem to want different things. You don't know what you want. No one really knows what they want. Whatever see, you seem to want... Whatever you seem to want is like planted in there. <laughs> not even yours. <laughs> you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hurt to go toward what you want, what you think you want in thoughts. But that's what the, you know, detachment is all about. You're detached because you know you're, you're always getting the best that you can get. You're always getting exactly what you need for awakening your mind. Why would you be attached if you knew the truth? When you don't know the truth, when you're ignorant of the truth, then you're going to be attached. See? And attachment is attack. It leads to conflict. If you ever have conflict with anyone, you've attacked. That's all. So it's like just just uh, uh, notice. That's just for noticing. It, they're they're not really they're not really doing anything but loving you. So if someone's attacking you, then that's because you're attacking them. It's because you've attacked. There's no them and you. There's just one of us. Okay. Mm. It's because you've attacked yourself in your mind. I see. Attacking see, yourself. and that's and and that could be that uh, you know that could be expressed as anything, as attacking anything in the world or anyone. It's always a, a self-attack, right? So you get the perception someone's attacking you, you've attacked. See, a lot of this stuff is, 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 so, is so often missed. It's really easy to miss with all the thoughts that are going on and all the seeming distractions that we have to follow all the time. But, you know, it is making effects. It's still making effects. That's what it does. It's missed and it's making effects. Because it seems like it's just normal. Just the way people, you know, talk about themselves, talk about things. It seems like it's normal. 
say, oh, I should have done this. And I'm not saying that the word is the thing either. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. You feel like you should have done something. Do you feel like that? Because that's a feeling. <laughs> it's a shitty feeling. <laughs> And, and a, a shitty feeling is just never worthy of you. It's not worthy of your attention. It's a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. There's nothing that you can do in the world that's a waste of time. There's nothing in the world that's a waste of time. Okay? So in one of my groups, we, well, it's an assembly. It's a Hawaii County Assembly. In the Hawaii County Assembly... Turns out the people who are, uh, who are like the main government, like the United States of America, they suck. <laughs> I mean, I'm just honest. I, I, don't, I love them and I think they're awesome, actually. As someone to have in it, as, uh, no thanks. The whole group is saying that. Plus Maui. Like, no thanks. And it seems like we wasted time with them. It's never like that. You can't, you can't waste time like that. You can, wa- you can only waste time, you can only waste time by attacking yourself. That's what, because that's what time is for, right? So if you're not using it for what you wanted to use it for, that's wasting time. <laughs> yes. Why are they attacking themselves? They don't know better. They think it's going to get them something they want. It's ignorance. That's all. Fear. And, be- and beneath the fear, guilt for having separated ourselves from the truth, having separated ourselves from our perfect reality where nothing ever seemed to be missing. That's reality that doesn't exist. Perfect reality. No, it does. It's only reality that exists. <laughs> you know, what, we, what we see is an imperfect, here is an imperfect reality. It is a veil over what's really true. What, like when, you, when, when we see reality, when we actually see reality, we're going to be so surprised because we can't conceive of it. We're, we're, we're going to be completely surprised. It's like, <gasps> what the fuck? All this time? Yeah. The whole time? What the heck? And, you know, time is nothing. Time is nothing. We just drag it out because we're trying to uphold something that we think is valuable. We're finding it valuable. That's why we react. That's how, that's how you know. You, you know, it's like, oh, I'm still making it into something. You get a reaction, obviously. That's what it's for. When all of that's purified, then you see clearly. And the world, it just dissolves. You don't get, you, you don't get to see through death. You get relief through death. You don't get to see through death because death is not, isn't even real. It's just a change in perception. You get a perception of relief because <laughs> you're not... <laughs> 
ever get feeling like you're weighed down by a body anymore. Okay? But then you swim back in again. Because you need to. <laughs> and, and, and see, it's like, it's like a deep dive into thought. That's all it is. You're not going anywhere. Your perception's only changing. So it's like all your, all your thought that you projected as a body just got released. What a relief. Holy shit, this dead thing is great. <laughs> At the same time, there's still this guilty feeling because you think you separated yourself from the truth. And you have to go back, you run from it. Because, see, it, it's, like, it's like you get this relief and then all of a sudden the guilty thoughts start to multiply again. They begin to multiply again. And they multiply to a certain point where you have to run. You agree with the ego to run again. Run through the world again. You're using it. You're using the ego. Right? So you can get into the world. You can be a separate self in your imagination. Right? The ego's not really doing anything to you. It's just that you set the ego up to be very clever. So you can keep the illusion in place and use it. That's what you want to do with it. You want to use it to demonstrate only love is real. That's going to be through that body sense, through that feeling. Okay? And your thoughts, through, through the feeling and purification, through the feeling, the thoughts are elevated. It's like it's easier to reach God in any given moment. They're just, uh, they're, they're just elevated because you're not pursuing thoughts that are guilty. Any thought that asks, should, should you really be doing that right now? Like, let that be a signal for you. To go inside. That question doesn't need to be answered. How could he be doing anything else? Not that that can't change in a moment, but it, you know, it's like who is being your guide right now? You only have a choice of two. Is it, is it the spirit or is it the ego? Who is being your guide right now? Are you being moved by a sense of should or have to? That's the ego being your guide. Watch the thought that's behind the actions. And when you're watching, it changes. It automatically changes. Well, it's you. It, so, so you know, the ego, the ego itself, you know, it doesn't doesn't know anything that the ego talks about is something that feels heavy. Even if it's exciting, it feels heavy and an ego thing because there's attachment. It could be the same exact thing. 
Like, you know, you could have, you could have excitement. You could feel excitement. You don't have to have attachment with it. There's a sense of, and, and, you know, I can kind of describe it like it's, uh, it's like, oh, I'm so, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I got that, or I'm so glad about that circumstance or something. And then the thought of, oh, my God, what if I didn't have that? That would be horrible. Or what if I lost that? Oh, my God, how guilty would I be? Hope I don't fuck this up. <laughs> so it it's it's you so it's like it's the totality of you so you can sense where you're getting us you're getting relaxation mm-hmm. you're getting a sense of relaxation that's true that's a true thought you're getting a sense of relaxation okay it's not tense. It's not, oh, okay. Whatever it is, you're getting a sense, oh, okay. That's not true. Usually, um, it just takes, is that true? No, that's not true. I can feel it. I can tell by the feeling. People, too, you know, you could feel, you could feel exactly where, what direction to go in. I'm talking about direction and thought. The other stuff takes care of itself, whether you're going to turn left or right, that kind of stuff. Whether you're going to pick up a hitchhiker, whether you're going to (laughs) hitchhike. Does the next move in the direction that I'm going, how does it feel? How does that feel? That's all. You get, you get that, you get the sensation right away and you get more sensitive to the sensation. You guys get sensation? You, you, you feel it? You feel the sensation in your body? Yeah. So you, the more you pay attention to that, the more you get sensitive to it. So you can sense these even the more subtle fluctuations that tell you you're going the wrong way, basically. You're just headed in the wrong direction. Turn around. It's no wonder people get so exhausted, especially when they have kids, because every few minutes, like, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't. Hey, no, don't do that. No, don't touch that. (laughs) And then I'm watching this show the other night. I was like, wow, this is awesome. These people are sleeping outside. They just woke up, and they're talking about the dream they just had together. They had the same dream. They're in the same dream, and they're sitting there talking about it for like five minutes after they wake up, and then all of a sudden, they get up, and there's this little kid there that's like one years old, 
It's been there the whole time, just totally like while they're sleeping and everything. And there's no one else there watching it, like right in the show. And I was like, oh, those parents, look how chill. Like just the representation. They're like, they're just so chill. They're just like able to, to relax and let the kid play. And now we have this thing called CPS, you know, <laughs> people get scared of that. They think that uh, uh, they, they have to do like, don't neglect your kids means don't let them get hurt make sure they don't get hurt you know it's gonna be your fault it doesn't work that way you can take all the precautions you want because they don't matter they don't mean anything you can take all the precautions if it's in your mind if the punishment and attack is in your mind you're gonna get the perception of it if it needs to come through your kid then that's how it's gonna come yeah. <laughs> Aw, you guys. So sweet. <laughs> I had a sweet mama call me from the mainland telling me about how um, her kids keep on getting sick and it's freaking her out. She's got a bunch of little kids, you know. And then she's saying how some of them will have all this snot. They're like all this snot coming out of their nose and it's like dripping in their mouth and shit. And then they want to go over and kiss the baby and she freaks out. She's like, no, don't kiss the baby. I go, here, here's something that'll help you out. Just go get some of that snot and go stick it in the baby's mouth right now and then just get over the feeling. Get over it. Just go, go, go ahead. <laughs> it's not, it, it, can't, it can't do anything. It cannot do anything. They're, they're over there, uh, you know, the kids, the kids are all, all around putting, uh, putting some uh, snot all over the baby all the time. If it's going to get them, it's going to get them. And, you know, the thing is, the, the thing is, funny thing is, with snot and germs and stuff like that, even in the physical sense, it's shown that they don't freaking spread around. But we want to believe that. We want to make it true. Why? Why? Yep, that's it. <laughs> it makes the world real. There has to be some kind of threat. There has to be something. So let's make it these things that, oh, you have no control over that. You got like four kids and three of them are putting snot on one of them. You have absolutely <laughs> no control there. <laughs> so you're going to keep one kid in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she said, why do I keep on blaming myself? Why do I keep on blaming myself? And I said, because you actually did it. <laughs> but you think that you did it in a different way. You just did it to yourself. They're not like that, they're not sick. No one's sick, that's another thing. No one's sick. Sick is a misperception. We made that up, we painted a picture of sickness. We wanted to have a separate world, so we painted a picture of sickness and death and all kinds of stuff like that. That's why healing can occur in an instant. It's all belief. It's all just belief. No one, no one was ever sick. No one can get another person sick. I mean, look, if we know that, when we know that, 
there's not going to be this kind of conflict about, uh, uh, you know, should you get close to someone if they're sick or something like that? Yes, get very close with them. It's like that stuff, unless you're afraid. If you're afraid, you don't have the faith, faith for it. Don't do it. If you believe <laughs> or you're trying to tempt it, if you really believe it, you're trying to tempt it. You don't have to push yourself to the point of uh, fear. If your kids are sick, if your spouse is sick, if your spouse has something, a bad back, a, I don't know, anyone, your boss, does not matter. You made them that way. And the funny thing is, what the mind tries to do is try to help it. What should I do? How do I help that person to get better? How do I help them to get over their sickness? See that they don't have it. See for yourself that they don't have that. They don't have that, they don't have that sickness. It's like, that, and I'm just talking about a willingness here. Okay? A willingness to see that you're, you've made it up. Because you attacked in your mind, you can perceive a sick person. You can't see a sick person. You can only perceive a sick, sick person. A sick person is you not seeing clearly. You don't have to pretend like you don't see a sick person. You don't have a perception of a sick person. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to try to not see anyone. You want to see. You want to get the perception of a sick person so you can get that feeling, especially when they're close to you. You want that. You know, um, what was it, 2018, after the lava, my husband comes down with a staff, apparently, where he's laying in bed for six months, apparently. And, you know, when the hole just kept on getting bigger and bigger, and I'm seeing this hole getting bigger and bigger, you know, it's the same thing. I'm just working with those feelings. I'm working with those emotions. I'm working with those thoughts that are making it real, you know, and letting myself relax. You know, there's also a lot of surface thoughts like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I just don't have a partner right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's cute. And just smile at it, you know. <laughs> I'm sure some awesome shit is about to happen, actually. <laughs> you know. And, and it did, and it did, it was like, it was super fiery time, 2018. It seemed like there was a sense of a, like a PTSD going on. You know, Tony has the uh, staff. My daughter starts to get on a cocaine binge. <laughs> my, my son seemed to be going through it too. And you know, it's like, okay, things are, you could feel the intensity. There's an intense thing going on. There's an intensity, right? All the intensity comes from your body's energy field. It's being projected. So it's just like worked with within that. And then it's like you go through the intense times and come out of them like, oh, my gosh, this is like way more together. Like there's so much more connection, so much more love and joy than there was before the lava came. You know, we get these intense periods for our own expansion. It's like you get an intense period, and then you get a break, right? And then there's intense, another intensity. There's like, who knows how long the break is or whatever. 
and it's the same thing in cycles all day long, right? You guys notice that? Mm -hmm. You get some sweetness, you get some intensity, mm -hmm. you get some sweetness again, <laughs> right? It's like, and, and you know, there's, a, there's something biblical about that too, about how you're never going to be given more than you can handle. So you're never going to be given more intensity than you can handle either. You know, it's always going to be okay. So, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's like whatever it is, whatever the intense feeling is, it's like, I want that. I want that to get that feeling and be with that feeling and let all, all blame, you know, what I had a, a really fun perception of, all blame coming toward me. It was really good. I loved it. I mean, who better to take it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I always thank them too, of course. They thank you. You know, I asked my, my husband, so does that mean you still want to be with me or should I like find a place to sleep tonight. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, no, I want, I want to be with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Making sure. <laughs> I seemed pretty bad there for a second. loving that loving that intensity just loving it because you know like I was sharing last week too the intensity is really right on the surface it's so it's so thin the layers thin okay you're just been been programmed to resist it but underneath it it's really it's good it's really good you know you might get the sense where uh, uh, you, you've been driven to tears, like suddenly you were driven to tears. Someone said something so mean to you, all of a sudden you find, you find yourself crying. I had that situ situation occur to me. You know, someone said something that seemed really mean. I just sat there and I felt, I said, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. And then I went back to my room and I got in the shower and all of a sudden the tear fell down. And then it was like this intense sadness. And it's like, ah, oh, that's so good, too. It's like, ah, oh, whatever it is, you just get in it, and beneath that thin layer. It's like such a release. It's almost like, you, you know, you're in a massage and your masseuse just got on this area where you're just pressing on it and you feel yourself releasing like that. Okay, it's kind of like that, but it's in the emotional body. You know, look for that. And, you know, getting excited about getting a shitty feeling allows you to see it. Resisting it doesn't. Oh, God, why does my t son think that about me? Oh, God. And feel that. <laughs> and the thought doesn't mean anything anyways. It's passing. The whole thing's passing. The whole scenario, it's going to something else that's already gone. So why hold it in that place? Because if you follow those sad thoughts and make yourself feel sad more, so you're staying on the surface of the feeling, you're only on the surface, you're not diving in, you're only on the surface of the feeling, the trajectory is to go back and argue with that person again or do something to try to get love from them. See? Whenever you're trying to get love, some scenario like that happened in the... Uh, the assembly with the 
with, with the main, uh, I don't know what you call it. They call themselves the United States of America, so that's fun. Um, and they get, they get in these arguments on these groups. They have these arguments on these groups, and one of my friends from the Hawaii County Assembly said he asked them for forgiveness. He, can I have some mercy? Can I have some forgiveness? Can I? They're like, no, fuck you. You guys are a piece of shit, and you guys are devil worshipers and idol worshipers, and this whole big Christian thing came out. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that's what I mean, looking for love. Don't look for love from someone else like that. You have to give to receive. You forgive. You know, asking, asking for forgiveness is you not forgiving. Asking for forgiveness is saying, I'm not willing to forgive. Please forgive me. You don't need that. You need to forgive. You need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive them if you think they're other. Forgive that thing. Forgive the world. One way of saying it. That you don't need forgiveness from another person. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You know. Or, you know, they're either like, fuck you. You're not worthy of forgiveness. You know. Or they're, or they're like, okay, well, since I'm so benevolent and you're, you know, unworthy, basically, I'm going to forgive you. Just to show my charity for the unworthy. It's kind of like that. True forgiveness, remember, is they didn't do what I thought they did in the first place. They didn't do what I thought they did. I cannot co- command that of someone else to think about me like that. Please forgive me. Please realize I didn't do what, I, what you think I did. Well, I do say that to, that to my husband, but he gets it. <laughs> Honey, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't really me. <laughs> and if you're having the perception of it, it was just as much you as it was me. <laughs> when I do that, I can feel the intensity so uh-huh. of the ego being like, I mean, it's it, like at first it's like mystified. It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you doing what? what why, do you are, mean? why am I going against its perception? Oh, right. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, and then it goes into like, then you get to, I get to see the like anger in it, you know, and it turns mm-hmm. against me and like, oh, believe what I tell you. This person did this to you. Yeah. Like, no. And it's like, fuck you. And I'm like, oh, here we are. Yeah. yeah like, oh, that's what you were up to. I used to get, <laughs> I used to get that perception from a lot of people. Like when I would say the world is not real, you know, there's nothing here to be threatened. There's nothing here that's threatening you. There's nothing wrong. Nothing's ever wrong. Um, people would get so pissed and you know that's just because I was saying it to people I was saying it to people and you know a part of me knew they're gonna get pissed because I need that why do I need that why do I need that because I'm not open to that idea I'm not completely open to that idea you know so it's like I need that I needed that Um, eventually I just don't need to say that. Like, I don't need. I don't need to say it, and or it or it comes out in a, it comes out in a way that is a little bit mellower for them, a little bit easier that they can understand. Not so, or like, hey, it's okay, you know. Like when I told the, uh, the 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 Lyft driver, or whatever it is that brings my food from Safeway, she's bringing in all these ice creams, you know, 
And I said, uh, she said, I never heard of that ice cream before, Ben and Jerry's. And I was like, oh yeah, and these flavors, wow, whiskey with some, uh, with some white chocolate on top. I'm like, yeah, that shit is good. She's like, how are you so thin though? And I said, well, you know, food doesn't really have any effect on the body. And she's like, what, what do you mean? And she was like, completely opened up to it. Food doesn't really have any, any effect on the body. It's just that you eat it with a guilty feeling or you eat it thinking that it is something when it's nothing. <laughs> it's not anything. <laughs> So it's like naturally something's got to occur. Something's got to happen, you know. It's like it's like we made these things up. We made it we made it all up and up with thought. And and our belief is so powerful. That's the thing. You know, I can't just tell people, you know, go go ahead, try it out. Go eat McDonald's all week with that thought. It won't work for them. Because it's just like tempting the devil. It's just like tempting, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, show, and then you find out, oh, shit, I feel like crap. This is terrible. The thing is, it seems like it did that to you. But you did that to you. You made that effect. You made that thing like that. Just admit that. Let the eating take care of itself. It will. It totally takes care of itself. You know, just be admitting that you made that up. Or you feel like you can't eat stuff, you know, you feel, whatever. You made that up. There's nothing there. That's a thing. So the more we're willing to see that there isn't anything here, and, you know, we know that, right? We all know there isn't anything here. I mean, science is even showing now that there isn't anything here. Just the same thing as, like, all the sages and stuff have been saying. We know that there isn't anything here. Like, we can, we can conceptualize that, Okay. But to really know it, we have to go through those feelings that project as if there is something here. It's like there's a reaction happening. Can I share a story? Yeah. This afternoon, I um, went to log into this program that I use online to, to write. And I've been, I wrote like 50,000 words over the past few months. Half of that I'm turning into a book and I've been working on that, but I haven't visited the other half that's still online. And then I come to realize that the platform that I use, it says, well, your session no longer exists. So my instant reaction is, what? 25,000 words in two months of my life just gone? <laughs> and I started getting that familiar freak out feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped myself and I just had this awareness that nothing really happened and this peace came over me. Mm. And then I just started laughing <laughs> hysterically and saying, oh my God, I love you so much. <laughs> it's like my higher self knew I was going to do that oh. and have that reaction mm. so that I could just take a moment and realize like everything is disappeared. It's like nothing disappeared, everything is disappeared. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing, actually. It's a blessing. So it's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, we forget that it's a blessing. We drop out of gratitude, and all of a sudden the mind's reeling because we might not have this thing that we think we wanted to keep. 
or there gets to be some kind of guilty feeling like you should have done something different. You should have done something better, you know. Always. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, I know, and it's yeah. so it's so popular in spirituality too. Mm-hmm. It's constantly looking at the per- perception and judging it. Whether it's good or bad, and whether I'm being a good manifester or what. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need another vision board? <laughs> I mean, it's okay. There's not any problem with that vision board. It's fine. You know, it's just it, it's just noticing how you get attached to things. Because when you notice the attachment, that's how it falls away. So it's not like you know. I like to make fun of everything. I like to make fun of myself, too. And um, nothing's wrong with any of those kinds of spiritual paths. There's all different, all kinds of, you know, different ways. And, um, and they all lead to the same thing. And it doesn't even have to be a, a, to something that looks like a spiritual path. You know, it's all leading to the same thing. In that, there can be relaxation because it's kind of like a river flowing to the ocean. Reminds me of that song, River Flowing to the Ocean. So li- <laughs> the, uh, the women of the womb sing this song about the river flowing to the ocean. I don't know how it goes. But it is like that. And it's like, and it's like a gentle, it really is like a gentle river. The intensity we get, we only give to ourselves, okay? It's like it's it, it's like we make a mistake and give that to ourselves, but it really is really gentle, and it's going to the ocean no matter what. You know, there's this when it's when it's intense. It's just a it, it's just a time where it, you need to relax more. That's all. Relax more. It's always the cue. You never have to. Okay, I'm gonna discipline myself now. I I'm gonna take care of all this stuff. You know, like when my husband was laying on his back for six months, you know, the thought occurred to me, okay, now I got to, okay, and I'm like, laugh at that. I don't have to do anything. Everything naturally flows. It's going to be, you know, in listening to guidance, it doesn't matter how things switch on the surface. It's always the same. It's all, nothing's changed whatever it seems to look at you're you know you're just doing the same thing you're 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 just functioning as forgiveness of the world not making it responsible for your feelings not holding it out as if, as if it's separate and also you know it's distinct because it's a projection of the mind, it's distinct from you because the projection's coming from you, right? It's just not coming at you like it's uh, got some kind of power over you or something, but you get the perception that it does. That's what's fun. I love to play with that. Love it. See how you can be playful with things. 
Like, you know, you ask yourself the question, why do I keep making this same thing up over and over again? Because you have not yet learned to play with it. It still needs some purification. If you don't want it, it still needs some purification. If you're mad at something, one of my friends told me she was so angry with the rat lung worm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Rat lung worm. She was so angry with the rat lung worm because her son was totally infected by rat lung worm as it appeared, you know. And then she told me that this elder or someone told her that she needs to love the rat lung worm. You've got to love the rat lung worm. That's the key. That's the key to the sun getting better and everything. That's the key to opening, up, opening it up to, I mean, really, it's the key to seeing you made it up. But maybe someone can't handle hearing you made it up. So you need to love the ringworm. You made it up with forgiveness in your heart. You can forgive the world. You can forgive anything that occurs. Because it only occurred in your mind. So what happened, what seems to happen, didn't happen. Is that kind of like the more accurate interpretation of Ho'oponopono? So is that kind of how they, where it's like it didn't, you're forgiving what never happened? I don't know. I don't know if that's how it is with Ho'oponopono. I think it, it has something to do, well, I know it goes, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure how that goes, but it seems to work for people. So I think it's, uh, I think it's in alignment because of that, because mm -hmm. it seems to work because it's, it, it, because it, it brings a sense of relief. That's the thing. Does it bring a sense of relief? Okay. It's good. That's the key. If it doesn't bring relief, throw it out. If anything I say to you doesn't bring relief, throw it out. You know, let the... Uh, let, let things sink in that bring relief. Okay? Because that's what you deserve. So, the first time I went to prison, I, I like, when I was leaving, I was, like, fearful of going back, like, a month before. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back again. And then the second time I went, I, it was for mushrooms and acid, one hit acid. And <laughs> the second time I went, I... I was meditating eight hours a day, uh, staying silent, stuff like that, and I sunk into this awareness where I saw the perfection of me being there, mm. and instantly fell in love with prison. Oh. So the most perfect heaven I could ever be in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Then <laughs> to add on to that, then I was like, I realized I could do life in prison and be perfectly happy. And, I was talking to people, they're like, what? And I was like, well, we're living life in prison right now. All the prison planet. And then uh, I was looking over the hills one day and felt this like expansion, freedom. And I was like, I can escape. I was like, worst case, I end up back here and I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still escaped? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> we, 
my time in the contact with the police, I, I get this surge of excitement. Yeah. Oh, this is it? This is the end of the story? And, and then they pick up on my joy and they just want to help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for escaping prison. That's awesome. So awesome. We have a prison escape here. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Puna's full of prison yeah. people that are running from some yeah, law or something. Like that. That's so that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first person that actually told me that they would run. <laughs> that is some good stuff. Yeah. Allstate. Yeah. There was this time here, there was this second, like right at the beginning of COVID, and I'd just gotten to Ireland. And the cops came, and everyone, we were like, run out the back. And everyone runs out the back, and I was the only one who stayed. I just stayed meditating. Aww. And then the cop comes up, and when he got, like, 10 feet away from me, I felt this joy hit him and hit me. And I'm like, whoa, this is cool. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then people came back in, and I was just sitting there laughing. And <laughs> The prison, the prison escapee is the one that stays to meet the cops. It's perfect. I love it. I love it. You are so safe, especially since you love prison too. So that that's that's the ultimate safety right there. It's like it doesn't matter, you know. And that was, that was the thing for me when I was so stressed out about the IRS agent coming, I thought I might go to prison because I'm pretty liberal on taking my, de my deductions, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> but once I got in touch with the feeling, like, oh, my God, I'm in prison. It's like, oh, this is awesome. You know why? Because I'm here and I'm awesome. <laughs> wherever, wherever I am, we're having fun. <laughs> There could be bars around it, too. <laughs> it, it, it's all, because it's all for the same thing, that's how it is. And, you know, if you find yourself alone, too, that's what the, it, the aloneness is also for that. You can go deep but being alone. Watch how your mind runs. Watch how your mind tries to escape being alone. There's really no difference between being alone or being around people. It's all your mind. It's all just chatter in your mind. When you start to get the, uh, get the sense that whenever anyone's talking, it's actually coming from you, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It's, it's actually the same exact thing. If it came out of their, their mouth, it came out of your mind. Same thing if it comes out of your mouth. It doesn't matter either way. It's all coming from the same source. So it's like if I hear, if I hear someone say something, that's always for me. I'll be like, thank you. You know, I don't have to argue about it. That's a, that's a big one. If you want to argue about something that someone told you about yourself or you want to clear something up so they don't have that perception of you. You know, you might still clear it up that they have that perception of you, but first get the feeling like that, that rush to do it. You know, that rush, let the rush pass, <laughs> let that feeling pass. 
because you know you don't have to go you don't have to go on with the thoughts that have that feeling just like basically if you keep on going down that down those thoughts you're going to be rushing in to a situation because they're rushing thoughts right so whenever you have a rush of thoughts get a break get a breath and that way they can slow down you're not rushing into things A mix of like discouraged and highly frustrated like for me when I, I'm having the sense of it coming from my own mind I feel so divided because I'm like a part of me is like knowing that this isn't true and I'm like this is coming from my own mind and then there's still this perception of my and then, then I'm like oh god this isn't even somebody else that I can't control this is me and I'm doing delusional you know and like that that place I'm having a hard time like having compassion for for having I'm resisting that seeming interaction of like yeah so just mm-hmm. compassion around the resisting mm-hmm. while resisting you know uh, let the resisting be okay with you okay because mm-hmm. there's there tends to be this judgment against the resisting mm-hmm. and then it's like there's something wrong with you see how the guilt comes back again mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you now because you're resisting mm-hmm. right so 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 look at that watch that because that's where it's self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. The self-condemnation will work itself out when you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So isn't that sweet? Oh, I'm resisting. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. I love that about myself. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. The, 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 main thing is, the main thing is that you think that the way you are isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You think that is not okay. Let yourself be a crazy bitch and love it. <laughs> you, you see someone in front of you and they're like freaking out or something. You're like, wow, I am a crazy bitch. And then laugh and have fun with that. <clears throat> Any kind of intensity. You know, my neighbor with the new guy over there, you know, intense. Any kind of intensity is like knowing that that's your mind and loving it, not trying to fix it, not trying to fix it. Calling it cute helps. Yeah, it, it is helps. cute. Yeah, that, 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 you think like, look at that, it's so cute, you run around being crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah it's kind of like, you know, that's a, that's a picture, it's a depiction mm-hmm. of you running around in your mind all crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look, there, if, if you look, there's instances where you're running around your mind all crazy. Mm-hmm. Just notice it. Yeah. Notice how it jumps from talk, topic to topic, completely meaningless. Yeah, it's the same outside as inside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. Mm-hmm. Ignorance is cute. <laughs> 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 Um, you know it softens you so you can get the blessing that's meant to come from it you know you don't have this like the you don't have this hardness that's uh, that's pushing away the blessing you know like pushing away like oh i can't you know people will go into a, a a body sense where they're like i can't wait for that fucker to move out (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> well, it's 
like that place of uh, ignorance. Like you, like I feel like in that place, I I can be taught. But in the place of knowing, I can't be taught. If I know, then I, you know, in that place of ignorance, I can. If you think you know, you can't be taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the hardness. That's Mm -hmm. the, uh, it's kind of like a lack of flexibility. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your mind's closed to what's really true because you already think you know what's true. Whenever you're getting a bad feeling, that's the case. You already think you know what's true. That's all. So it's Mm -hmm. humility too. Mm -hmm. See? The ego's thoughts are very arrogant Mm -hmm. and clever. Mm -hmm. See how it always will hook you again into some kind of guilt. You know, it's like, okay, go ahead and learn those spiritual concepts. All you're going to do is get hooked with them to make you guilty. Yeah, you're still, or, you're, or, or you're, you're doing yoga, you've been practicing for like, I don't know, 10, 30 years, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, you're, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in a thought, you don't even remember what the heck you did the last three poses, you don't even remember what you did, you're just like, you're just like robotically following what you're supposed to do, um, you know, physically. And it's like, are you going to get pissed or are you going to laugh? You know, that's the choice. Are you going to get pissed or are you going to laugh about it? Because, it, because it, the, ego, the ego wants you to come down on yourself. Maybe you're even thinking about it later. Gosh, I should have been like this. You know, maybe you're, even, you're, you're going, well, I uh, should have said this or I should have whatever. Um, that's the trick always and it's so easy when people call me on the phone like hope i just need to talk to you because things seem really fucked up right now it's so easy to point out why the fuck they're upset and it's always because they're making themselves guilty it's always that it's like there's this there's this block to not see oh yeah i'm making myself feel guilty again i thought i did something you know i had a i had a situation when i went to the police commission hearing there was one part in there where I just thought I could have said something a little bit different (laughs) and it was so wonderful because it would just like come up and I'd see it I see it oh I see that what does that feel like damn ooh that's that's big that's a big energy I wish I would have just like said one more little thing it's huge it was like a lot to a lot to just uh, evaporate right there, and by not following the thought, that's what's allowing it to evaporate. That's allowing the awareness to go in and basically purify it. And then I become aware of the blessings. I become aware of the different inflections I got from that same meeting, and it's like, wow, that was a powerful meeting, you know. Uh, but on the surface, first thing coming up, hope you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up now. That's the first thing coming up. Guilty. Yep, guilty. Exactly. And, and with, while that's there, I can't even see anything else. I can't even have a perception of anything else. So now one of the police commissioners emailed me. 
And he wants me, he wants to talk with me, like have a discussion with me about these constitutional issues that I'm talking about, you know. I'm like, sure, how do you want to connect? And he's like, well, why don't you just, uh, just write me some paragraphs and then, you know, you try to convince me and I'll try to convince you. And not as a police commissioner, just as a dude that's interested in constitutional uh, exchanges, constitutional type exchanges. So I was like, oh, okay, awesome. So I wrote, this, I wrote this thing up. It was probably just like a page and a half, but it hit like, I don't know, six different constitutional issues. Um, and just like this feeling of, ah, oh, just sharing. You know, like I could feel that I'm free. I feel it, you know. And it's like there's, a, there's just this sharing. Like it's not like I have a, and I could feel that we're all free. Like I have a, a thing. It's like, well, here's what this says here. I love applying facts a lot. Here's what this says here. And here's what's going on. Here's what this one says. And here's what's going on. Okay. And it's just like it, the, the sense of it is so powerful. It's like, okay, let's, let's play with it. Let's put it out there. Let's play with it like that. And... I shared it all across some different boards so different people can see it and different people can use it too. And the thing is, when you know that you're free, you can find evidence in the world that proves it. Like, here it is. It's written down right here. <laughs> it's actually written down. <laughs> it doesn't say in so many words that, you know, you don't have to obstruct your breath but, uh, yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> it doesn't say in so many words that your body is your property. But, yeah, that's what it means. It doesn't say in so many words. Yes, it does say, actually. You can't be made to harm your, your property. <laughs> There's, like... Because the world, the, the world is a, right chaos, right? Chaos. No, no, one, no one can make any sense of it. There's no sense to be made of it. It's all a manifestation of your belief, right? So it's like you sense the freedom, you're going to find evidence of it. Hey, you, you can use that evidence. Oh, let's use that. That's fun. Are they going to agree with me? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't really say anything or do anything or write anything that's going to change anything. I can't. We can't change anything. Not like that. The mind changes and then the perception changes. Mind perception. So it doesn't matter what anyone even seems to be doing. It could seem like it's important. It could seem like it's completely unimportant. It's one movement. And it moves in the direction of focus. As far as the world is concerned, it moves in the direction of how we're focused. Are we focused on uh, ego thoughts? Are we focused on as if things are separate? How about as if things are threatening? Is anyone afraid of a vaccine or a vaccinated person? That's also one of those things. You get the feeling. There's nothing that can harm you. One of my friends who took the vaccine, she said, why should I be concerned about taking a vaccine? And I said, you shouldn't be concerned about anything. There's nothing to be concerned about. 
There is nothing to be concerned because she knew that I was doing stuff with the vaccine, like I'm putting uh, like cards saying it says nope to the poke, say nope to the poke, you know, and and it's a, it's aimed toward young. I go, you don't need to be concerned about anything. Nothing has any effect, but concern has effects. Concern has effects. I heard my yoga teacher. God, I love him. Uh, he's he's so fun. Um, he's he said. He always says, don't worry about how you look in the pose. Worry about your breathing. And then finally, you know, I'm listening to him and I'm smiling every time he says that. And then finally today he goes, well, actually, probably don't want to worry about that either. (laughs) Not really a good idea to be worried. He's like, "Uh, yeah, maybe just be concerned about it. And in my mind, I'm like, eh. <laughs> well, it's a little bit better. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this big stressful thing because even if you know you're supposed to be relaxing and everything, and you're supposed to be play- paying attention to your breath, what happens if you catch yourself not paying attention to your breath? Are you gonna get worried or concerned? You know. It's like, it, it, it's like, it, it, it's, it, it soon, as soon as you see that you're not paying attention to the breath, it's a smile. Oh, thank goodness. I saw that. Now I can pay attention again. Cause that's what I really want to do. That's why. Cause I really want to do. I actually don't want to be in a thought and be unconscious of my next yoga move. I want to be fully present to it. I want to feel it, you know, and that's how it is with everything. Like I'll, I'll notice when I'm, um, when I'm standing in the kitchen, say I'm standing in the kitchen Noticing how it feels on the floor with my feet on the floor. Noticing all the touches everywhere. How it feels to grab the spoon. You know, that's really your mind being open to messages from the spirit and not susceptible to following ego thoughts. When you're paying attention to the, uh, the present moment experience that you're having, it's just like, how does this feel? And you feel every touch. You know, noticing... Even noticing like how you're holding your body because we get in these these situations where we have, you know, we feel a little bit tense or something. Um, like I'll notice my husband whenever he's making a left-hand turn, he'll just go like this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so cute. You know, uh, it's, it's really easy to notice in other people, especially when you start looking. But the thing is noticing in yourself because you can't see yourself with your eyes, right? But you could feel. So you could feel how you're holding you can feel where you're holding tension. Um, you can feel when you're um, even, let's say, uh, favoring one leg more than the other. You know, you could feel that you're not balanced on your feet. You know, so you have the per- you have the perception, and it's there for getting the full experience of it. And that's sensory. It's a sensory experience. The the stuff that seems to appear on the surface that's just thought forms. It's actually meaningless. It's a sensory experience that means everything. See? So it's like, uh, it, it's like when you're feeling that, getting that sense, and even if you're typing, like the, the keys, the fingers on the keyboard, always coming back to the sense so you don't get concerned about anything. See, when you get concerned about something, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. It takes your attention off of the present moment, which is sensation. So 
But, you know, here's what I mean about get concerned. Concern is a feeling, okay? As soon as it hits, it's feeling like something in your body's energy field. It's something that you can sense, okay? If you keep on following the thought, you're going to dull the sense and follow the thought, basically feeding the discomfort while only staying on its surface, okay? So by not feeding into it, you just allow the feeling of you getting concerned, feeling concerned. Oh, concern is here. Not taking that thing as if it's really serious. So if you allow those rushes of thought that come with a feeling, oh no, I got to do this. Oh no, I got to run over here. I was laying in bed one night and it was so peaceful, and I was just almost asleep. And then all of a sudden, my husband jerks out of bed. Oh, my God. Ah. I'm like, honey, are you okay? And he's like, I just realized I left some groceries in the car. And I go, I, I think it'll be okay if you take, like, another five minutes to get over there. Get them out. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> It's just fun. It's just fun. We just get little reactions, you know. It's like, uh, it's like, oh my god, and it's like, oh, it's not even like really that serious, you know. Uh, it's just like a wave. A wave comes and like, get you all. And then, and then for for me in the situation, in the, in a situation like that, where your partner is having a reaction, it's nothing. It's absolutely like nothing. It's, it's like uh, a, a, a wind comes. It's nothing to hold a person to. It's just fun. It's playful. There's nothing to hold against a person. Well, you get uh, triggered when you do this. It's like we take care of each other's triggers. We take care of each other's triggers. We're not counting who had the most triggers. <laughs> You know, and who had to put up with how many triggers? It's a co-creation, as they say. <laughs> you, you get, and you know that that makes for a lovely relationship. You get triggered, and I take care of you. You know, my husband told me one time because. And, and I never got this triggered again after he told me that. I was so triggered to him. I was like, fucker, that fucker, like that, you know. And, and he was super resistant to that. I'm like, I want you to know why I think you're a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was completely, like, resistant to that, you know. And so that went on for, like, two days, and then I, it was like, Honey, I realized that you're not a fucker, that I'm a fucker, that I just made all that shit up. And he's like, and you know what? I realized that I could be there a lot more for you while you're going through something like that. And you know what the funny thing is? I never went through anything like that again. And that's been a couple years, maybe three. That's pretty funny, huh? Now he's ready. <laughs> it's like... It's like, it's like, oh, I, I, I'm glad I could pro provide that experience for you, you know? It's like you're never doing it wrong. Even, even when I'm running around all like, man, why am I married to this fucker? You fucker, you know? 
Well, even when I'm running around like that, it's good. It's good for him. It's good for me. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like we want that. And, and you know, it's like after a, cu- a couple days. See, the ego would say, okay, you're committed now. You've been going on for a couple days. You've got to, like, make sure that guy realizes. And, you know, and he doesn't, and, and he starts treating you different now. That's the main thing. He, this guy realizes and he starts treating you different now. It's like that the ego. And it's like, oh, no, I don't need him to treat me any different. Everything's good. That, that was just all a pattern playing out for two days. But it could just be dropped in one instant if there's willingness for that. I found myself talking about... Uh, an employee, and this was the last time I find my, found myself talking about an employee like this too. I was talking about an employee to my husband, and I was like, yeah, she's just this. She's just uh, uh, selfish and, and uh, different things about her. I forgot what the heck I said. Um, but it was mean. It was mean. I talked for about 45 minutes. And then I said, oh, you know all that stuff I just said about her? That was, none of that was true. That was all about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that was all about me. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, since then, it, there's like so much harmony with the employees. I, you know, I always pretty much always have employees. So much harmony with the employees. And I've been having employees since, um, I don't know, 2001, I think. I've been having employees, so that's like 20 years. And I'll tell you, it was a battle. So I always had that, those thoughts about them, and I thought they were, they were benign thoughts. I thought those thoughts were benign. I always had those kinds of thoughts about my employee. Especially, you know, gosh, I'm so much better at that job than they are. Why can't they be as good at that job as I am? I could, you know, why am I paying them? So, and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and just watching, starting to watch how that feels and realizing that's just a pattern that I play. That's not about them. The employees actually changed. A whole slew of employees that were working, gone. And a whole new slew of employees come in. And that's like, I don't know, I think it's been like three years with this new set. And wow, it's never been so so harmonious. That's how it is. Everything moves into harmony like that. Because you're not, it's, it's, you know, it's simple cause and effect. It's like math. So if I'm not holding anything like that, I cannot attract that mind energy. I cannot bring that thought. That the thought doesn't stick to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm on a different vibration now. And that, that, that kind of thing doesn't work. It's not like I, ha- I have these kinds of relationships where I'm going to hold someone like that. Like I'm going to hold someone in that kind of light. And feel victimized by it feel like, shit, I'm paying this person. Then the same employee I hear, after I'm thinking stuff like that, I hear uh, that she was going around Pune talking shit on me and my family and my business. (laughs) And I go, oh, that's awesome. And I got the feeling of it. And then she called me or texted me or whatever, and she said, hey, I want to come over and clean your house. And I was like, oh, interesting. What oh, fun. Okay, come on over. Uh, let's have a little talk first. You know, 
I said, hey, I heard you've been telling people uh, around Pune how you're not happy, not happy with me and my family and stuff like that. And uh, I wanted to hear from you, like, what is it? What's the deal? Um, is there anything I can do? You know? And she goes, oh, no, I was just so upset. I was just really upset. And I just was saying stuff. No, I, I don't. I don't feel like that. And I'm like, oh, that is so, that's, that's all. I, that's all. Like, you feel good? Good. I don't mind. It's like if, there's, if people want to talk about me and say some stuff about me, I don't, do not mind that at all. Like, hey, how are you feeling? You know, you, is, there, is there some way that, or is there some, do I owe you money or is there anything I can help you with? You know, if you feel like I have done something to you, can I make that right with you? You know, and, it's, and it's so often it's just like, oh, no, I just like ran off on these thoughts. And, you know, and then I started talking and then I realized everything's okay. You're cool. That's why I want to come over here and clean. All right, awesome. For free? No, no, not for free. Oh. No. <laughs> that would be nice too, Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all free. It's all free. That money doesn't mean anything. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I have Honey. You guys heard of Honey? Honey on my computer. It's this app. It's hilarious. You go and shop, right? And it gets you discounts while you're shopping. So I'm shopping, and I, and I buy some. I forgot what the heck I bought. Oh, I bought some crates, these things for my son to build some stuff. So then it goes... Uh, it goes, uh, you want to try coupons at the store. So I press the button and it's like, oh, you just saved 30 bucks. Woohoo, I saved 30 bucks. And it's like, too bad it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> too bad that doesn't really mean anything. You know? So, you know, someone would ask, well, why do you push the button? It's fun. <laughs> it's fucking fun. First it's this much, then you push it. Oh, I wonder what they're going to get. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> The thing is, the not meaning anything doesn't make it an attachment situation or attachment to money or anything. Or, oh, I don't know if I could have afforded it unless Honey gave me that discount or something like that, you know. Uh, and, and, the, and the thought, someone said this week in front of me, I couldn't believe my ears. I'm broke. Someone said that. You ever, guys ever hear people say that? Yeah. I'm broke. <laughs> Heavy statement. I can't. I can't go over there. I'm broke. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's 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 as it's as if you need the money. See, here's the thing. The first thing I need the money to go over there. I need the money. You don't need the money to go over there. The money doesn't get you over there. Like say it's traveling or say it's buying something or whatever, eating out somewhere. Let's say. The money does not get you the thing. It looks like that, and you've put belief into that. So the first thing you think of is, oh, shit, I don't have the money. How am I going to get that? Whereas it's like, oh, that would be nice. You look in your bank account. The money isn't there. Oh, it must be coming another way if I need it for awakening my mind. It's just the thought of it is, is enjoyable. Just the thought of it is. 
You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Still, it's not salvation. The thought is cool, but it's not salvation. And that's where people get all caught up, caught up in their manifesting stuff. It's as if this car that they're imagining, oh, that would be fun to drive one of those cars. And they're imagining this car and they're in it. And the thing is, the car seems to be the salvation. The car, getting the car seems to be the salvation. That's what hurts. That's the kind of thought that hurts. No car is going to make you happy. No car is going to give you what you really want out of this. No career, no person, no house. Okay? Nothing's going to give you, nothing in the world is going to give you what you want. And it's all for your enjoyment. All of it is for your enjoyment. And the things that you need for more enjoyment and for awakening the mind are naturally coming to you. You don't have to try to imagine anything in particular. Just relax. Let yourself get a relaxed feeling. And that's how things come just automatically, just naturally. Yeah. Um, so I've lived with, without money for five years, maybe a thousand dollars over the whole five years. Okay. And then I did over a year without going into any stores or touching any money on the island, no possessions, and just walking and traveling with whoever and going and staying wherever. And at first I would like forage my food and then then I would like only eat the food that was like right in my path. And mm. then I even would just sit in one spot and then people would bring me food every time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then since then, um, so the last time, I remember I told you when I was like traveling around my path. Mm-hmm. And since then I've like started embracing money again and stuff in a new way. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. It's not like you have to swear anything off, yeah. right? It's oh. not like I can't have the money. I was, like, so hooked on that lifestyle of, like, having nothing and mm-hmm. hopping in the car going wherever, never having to look for anything, never thinking about leaving something, mm-hmm. nothing in my pockets. And I was like, oh, this is as free as it can get. And then, and then now that I have money, I'm like, oh, there's more I share. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just, well, it's like you are abundant. It's just a sense that, you know, you need abundance. People say, I don't have the abundance. You are the abundance. You don't, you know, and that's a good saying, a Hawaiian saying, if can, can, no can, no can. Okay? If if, if If it's not coming, you don't need it. If it's not there, you don't need it. You can't use it. That's why. That's the only reason why. When you know that... When you know that, you'll be able to relax within any perception. It's not that you did anything wrong if you're perceiving something not being there. Someone not being there. Some situation. It's not because you did anything wrong. It's just because it's giving you this feeling. There's this feeling right now that you need. So you can release this attachment to getting things that, like you think you want them. That's a really good, easy doorway in, too. I think I want something that way. I don't really want something that way. I only think I do. And there's no possible way I could know what I want. 
There's no possible way that I could have figured out the mystery of how my mind's going to awaken. Like, which exact track am I going to be on? What's, uh, what's going to be there? Who's going to be there even? That's a tough one, you know, because we get attached to these bodies. Like, oh my gosh, what would I do without uh, my whatever? I've had that with Tony before too. You know, when I'm not making him into a fucker, I'm making him into something that I need. (laughs) It seems like I need him. He even opens jars for me. (laughs) It's like, oh shit, what would I do if he's not here? (laughs) You know, and, and and getting in touch with that feeling too. You know, and that's what really helped me with that was when there was that six months of staff. Really let me to get in touch with that. Oh, what is this? Like, shit, it kind of looks like he could die now. What the heck? You know, what the heck's going on here? A good thing there's no death. I know no one's going to really get hurt in any of this. <laughs> but it's not looking good. <laughs> And, you know, just like having, having those feelings come up and being with those feelings, that's what all that stuff is for. Oh, my God, am I going to lose this? Um, I loved it when my house went under the lava. That was the best. <laughs> it was like there's, the, there's this sense like all attachment cause broken because like where I was staying, man, I loved it there. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is heaven. And for, and for so many years, I got it in 2010, or like, you know, so many years, it was, uh, oh my gosh, I really don't want to lose this. <laughs> and, and I knew I have to look at that. I have to look at that one because I have to get the sense of losing it. So before the lava ever came, I got the sense of losing it. I got the sense of it. I felt it. And it's like, oh, it's just a sense again everything is just a sense okay so no problem no problem and so letting that be that and so when the lava came and took everything i knew it was like this sense okay now it's time to be in integrity be in integrity with the spirit this is not a problem so when the thought would go to it being a problem, that's the only thing that can give me an upset feeling. That's the only thing that can make me feel upset about it. Okay? I never had a tear for it. I never had a tear for fairyland. Like, uh, and, and, and I loved it. It was freaking amazing. I'd spend like six hours a day with my feet in the garden. It was so beautiful. Uh, uh, but... I could see those thoughts because, you know, I got the cue from spirit. Okay, be alert because now some thoughts are going to try to pull you down. And so it was like, be alert. And, I, and immediately when some kind of sad thing would come up, I just let myself get the feeling. And that's all it is. It's, it's not, it, it could just go and then I can get the feeling. And then I could be there for everyone who is not able to do that. And they're, you know distraught, stressed, suffering, all that kind of stuff, I could be there for the people that are going through it and, you know, use all of those experiences, you know, with 
with the people going through it's compassion for myself you know it's like that's a uh, that's that's the feeling and it's like I've already allowed the compassion for myself so it can come through so then I can just comfort the people who are upset about having gone through the same situation or even less of a situation people were super distraught that didn't lose their house And it was like you're supposed to be distraught. Mm -hmm. It was like there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. When I was looking to rent a house, I called a, a real estate agent, and they do rentals. And I said, I'm looking for a house, a big house. Um, my house is, looks like it's probably going under the lava. There's a line of lava going toward it. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to take it, but we are evacuated. We need to rent a house. Um, so she goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh no, it's no worries at all. And she's like, oh, well, it's really hard for homeowners. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. Um, and, and then, and then she goes, uh, and then, and then what does she say? She tried to tell me that something about how, um, you know, there's a lot of people suffering right now and stuff like that. I go, oh yeah, I know, I know. Um, and I'd like to rent a house. <laughs> you know, I didn't mention at first that I, uh, I am actually the homeowner. You know, I like to rent a house. Um, oh, well, where were you renting before? Oh, I wasn't. I was owning my house. The one that's going under the lava. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you must have insurance. I go, no, no insurance. She's like, oh, my God. Again. I am so sorry. I, oh, no, don't be. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's still the best. <laughs> and, you know, I've heard, from, I, I've heard from locals that that is, to them, it is the best blessing, too. Like, that is the best blessing that you can get to have Pele come through and wipe it all clean. And I loved it because... You know, there was a sense that some patterns were needing to come to the surface, especially in my family, in my, in my own family. Some patterns needed to come to the surface, and that brought the patterns to the surface. And they're able to be worked out in a relatively short period of time. That wasn't even that long ago. That was 2018. You know, re relatively short period of time. It's just like bring everything to the surface. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want to bring everything to the surface. And it doesn't matter how it goes in the world. Getting run over by lava is a, is a really uh, interesting and fun experience, actually. That's what I found out. It's like, a, it's like a roller coaster. It's like things are going fast. It's like you don't know where it's going. And it's like, oh, the lava. <laughs> I was having wisdom dialogues while the lava was coming toward the house. And it was like a big lava set, lava one, and then wisdom dialogues again. Yep, now the house is gone. <laughs> yeah, just like going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, now there's no house, but we're still doing this. It's cool. <laughs> such a strange experience to be having so much fun that I felt like I sometimes had to hide it and be like, oh yeah, so terrible. But like, <laughs> really it was, I was like, wee about the whole situation. Right. Yeah, just, but you feel like you have to act like yeah, that, right? Like, people were very like, 
you know, oh my God. And I, 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 I to be real, I almost could not have cared less. Uh -huh. And uh, there are other things going on that seem to draw care, but. Yeah, it was a they might get suspicious that you burned your own they, house. They did. You're too, you're too <laughs> happy about no, they it. They totally did. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole thing. So yeah, <laughs> they couldn't get suspicious with me about the lava. <laughs> <laughs> so I was free to be as happy about it as I wanted. <laughs> I was, I was getting some shit on Facebook. Okay. That's for sure. Oh, well, there you're happy. <laughs> well, but they, when they were trying to prove that it was me. Uh, I thought I might not be collecting insurance. Oh, they tried to prove it was you. Yes, that's, oh that's, what, that's what they do. When they come out, the inspector, you see him in the shows. They, that's what they try. I'd be happy about that too. Oh yeah, the whole thing that's was, cute. It was ex exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for play, and no one has authority over you. That's what's awesome. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. It's like we, we made it up that people have authority over us. We made a government to make it look like there's a government with authority over us. Made parents, like when we're kids, like they're an authority over us. I do my best to not be an authority over my kid. You know, he's like, put a, he puts a jacket on the other day and it comes up to here on him and it's obviously tight in the back. And, you know, I go, oh, that jacket looks like it's too small for you. And he goes, Nope, it fits me perfect. And I, I'm sure you're right. You're the one wearing it. <laughs> you know, it's like there's this, there's this like automatic thing that you're right. And you have to, you know, you're supposed to take authority over your kids. The government loves that when you take authority over your kids, especially like when you like take so much authority that you beat their ass and they go to CPS, you know. Uh, it's, just, it's just like a, it's just like some kind of a game that's being played. Oh, don't do this or else you're going to get this. Don't, don't do this or else you're going get, to uh, get your kids taken away from you. It's the same thing as do this. It's like you're getting subliminal messages. Work out your anger on your kids. Work out your anger on your kids so we can come and take them. You know, it's like these messages and we, we make these messages up. We make them say these messages to us just for entertainment. So you can get the message, you get the message and know what it is, you know, there's this story, you hear stories about like a parent killing their five kids and go, oh, how could they, how could they have done that? It's the way we're conditioned to think. I feel so upset, therefore something's wrong. I'm feeling upset when my kids like don't do what I, first of all, I have to tell them what to do. And I'm supposed to get that right because I'm supposed to know better. So whatever I'm telling them to do, it should be like the right thing, right? And then when they don't listen to me, I'm supposed to do something to make them listen to me. I, I mean, there's a lot of frustration in those kinds of thoughts. There's a lot of frustration, tension, anger brewing. Why aren't these kids just listening to me? Next thing you know, you're doing something, you're feeling regretful. You know, and it was all because there was pressure on yourself. If there wasn't the pressure on yourself, you wouldn't have done anything that's regret regrettable. You, you don't really do the thing anyways. You imagine you do it, and then you regret it. So that's, what, that's how you handle regret. I only imagined I did it. It doesn't matter how bad it is, because it's this moment that matters. It's this moment that matters. Forgiveness is, what is up to you. You forgive. You don't need to be forgiven. You forgive. 
You don't need forgiveness. You have forgiveness. You've been forgiven. It's just you are holding something against yourself. So whatever it is, in the last moment, say you bitch slapped your kid, right? <laughs> and you just... You, I've done it before. That's why I know. <laughs> I, got, I got a kid all the way up to 29, okay? There's been like a long transition here. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and know like the feeling you get after that. Oh, like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just freaking did that. I just reached out and bam. I just really didn't like what you said, I guess. <laughs> so that just like came out like a rocket, you know? <laughs> And it's like, ah, oh, feel so, and then you feel so bad, you know, immediately feel so bad. It doesn't matter if you say you're sorry or anything like that. You can't help it. That'll just come out automatically. But in knowing that you gave that feeling to yourself to feel guilty, nothing actually happened and no one even got hurt. See? If you think that you actually hurt someone by slapping them, it's going to make you do it more even though you don't want to. I was just watching this show. I was just watching this show. It was so interesting. It was about vampires. This vampire, right? He needs blood. He hates killing people, but he needs the blood. So it's kind of like that, you know? It's like you, you, you hate hitting people, but you need that sense of guilt. You need that sense of remorse. You hate, you know, you hate yelling at your kid. You hate yelling at your your partner, your boss, your friend, you hate snapping like that, but you need it because it's what's helping you prop up the world. So the, so, so the key is noticing that you're hating it and be open to, I love that about myself. It's the gentleness. It's the, I love that about myself. Can you imagine? Oh my God, I just killed someone. I love that about myself. It's like, you don't have a choice in that actually, you guys. You don't actually have a choice. I mean, I don't think any of you guys are gonna go out and kill anyone. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm fairly certain, I don't know for sure. Uh, you know, you never know how things can go. But the, but the thing is, if, if there's this, it's the opposite of what the ego tells you. Because where there's this forgiveness for yourself, there's gentleness. You can't. I can't hit one of my kids. I can't. My mind isn't like that anymore. They, there's nothing they can do to make me bitch slap them. Or, or anyone else. Or kick the dog, for instance. Or throw the cat off the balcony. <laughs> hey, the thought did cross my mind. <laughs> You guys know thoughts cross your mind all the time. You don't have to try to, uh, uh, try, they don't mean anything about you. They actually don't mean anything about you. The, the first time I got really scared of myself, I'm sitting there with my baby, the one who's 19 right now, and um, he's like projectile barfing. Like all the time though, not just like, like all the time. Like every time he eats, he projectile barfs, right? And then he's in pain and he's crying and he's hurt and everything. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to give him a boob and put him like this. And then all of a sudden, I realize that the urge comes to just throw him out the window. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? What is that? 
I know, I'm like, I know I'm not going to throw this guy out the window, but where the hell did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) So so bizarre. Like, the flashes of things that just come. And, you know, it's honesty about it, really comedy about it, that really helps it. Because we, we try to hide these things from ourselves. We try to hide them from, because we think it's our voice. It's not even your voice. It's the ego's voice. Anything violent, anything, you know, anything that doesn't like, let you get a sense of relaxation, relaxation, that's the ego's voice. So it's not you, but, uh, but if you're not aware of it, it manifests as if it is you. You start getting those urges start to intensify. You know, that's why people um, are really drawn to those really hard workouts, kind of like my next door, next door neighbor right now, where it's just like, you got to get that out. That's got to come out. So it's not like coming out in someone's face where that happened one night too, you know. Like, Like, okay, that's that's awesome. I love it. Thank you for showing me. What's that? The neighbor hit someone? There was some kind of fight. I don't know the details of it. You could just tell. You know, we're right next door. We can't see them. We can only hear them. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, that's you're really getting into it. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's all for forgiving the world. So it's like all for forgiving the world. It's like, obviously, I don't have to judge myself to recognize that the anger I perceive in the next door neighbor is coming from me. I don't have to judge myself about that. I, all, all my function there is forgiveness. He's not doing it. He, I'm doing. That's the forgiveness right there. Uh, it's like, you know, that, that one quote that I always have net right next to my computer. Keep me, uh, keep me uh, focused on what's true. The miracle establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true. That's all it is. That's all anyone ever needs from you. That miracle, establish in your mind that you dream a dream and nothing, it, nothing about it is true. That's what everyone needs from you, whether they seem sick, whether they seem injured, whether they seem upset or angry, sad. That's all they need. It's your dream. They're not angry, upset, sad, sick. That's your misperception. They're at home in peace just like you. They are you, okay? They're dreaming this world from a different perspective. That's all. They're, no one's being harmed. So, so see how it's gone to you can do harm, and that's why there's so much harm, apparent harm happening in the world. Look, if you drink and drive, you can do something bad. You can kill people like more than if you don't drink and drive. It's not true. It's a guilty thing. That's a guilty thing. Now you got to go to AA because you're an addict, also a guilty thing. There's no such thing as being addicted to things in the world. You can only be addicted to thought. A manifestation of addiction is just a, a reflection. You cannot be addicted to that thing. That thing can't do anything to you. You can only be addicted to thinking against yourself. And then you have to pick up on habits that seem to be against yourself. And you cannot... Uh, 
Uh, and you cannot kill anyone. You cannot kill anyone. That's a, a spontaneous happening. You don't have a choice in that. You don't have to worry about killing people. You also don't have to worry about getting a ticket for being intoxicated in your car. You don't have to worry about that. That's, that's part of what the world made up. That's, a, that's part of what the ego made up with it, a separate mind. It's as if something. As if you can make this effect by doing this. As if you can make things more dangerous by doing this. No, that danger is coming from the mind. No one's guilty. And including, uh, including, the, including the vaccine, any effect that seems to be coming from the vaccine is not coming from the vaccine. If you perceived it, it's coming from your mind. Nothing wrong with it. Still go on the VAERS website. Look it up. Nothing wrong with having the perception. It's for forgiveness. Whatever you feel drawn toward. Whatever you feel drawn toward. Whatever you perceive, that's what your function is within that. It's always forgiveness. I dream a dream. None of its content is true. That means if I'm having the perception of someone having a vaccine reaction, I made that up. Why? Just for fun. It had to have some content, right? It needed to get scary at some point. Right? But really, no one's being harmed. Yes. You're on fire. It is five o'clock. I don't want to stop you. I just want to stay. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, what do we just stay? Mm. Uh, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. I love you. This is such a gorgeous, gorgeous group. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Everything, everything, everything that I say, I seem to say that comes from you. You know that <laughs> everything that I seem to say comes from you. And it's, it's always, it's always kind of like this, uh, uh, this energy where I have no idea how it's going to start or anything. I don't have one idea in my mind about how it's going to go, but the, the, but the group just brings it up. And you guys have been so Fun. I'm really happy about uh, uh, about about uh, your journey through thought. It's only through thought. There's not you're going anywhere. It's just going back to sanity, from insanity to sanity. And enjoy your triggers and have a beautiful week. We'll be back next Friday. Yay! Yay. Yeah. <laughs>